Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and today's date would be, what day is it? It is the 13th day of July, 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Well, it's the end of the All-Star Game. All the controversies that you can have about the All-Star Game, any questions you have about the All-Star Game, put in the rearview mirror. The American League is going to get home field advantage. Everyone wore those weird uniforms for the home run derby. And once again, we have the All-Star Game. Um, I'm going to bring up some of my complaints that I've had before and, and, and a rule change that I'd like to see made. Uh, and I made this same suggestion last year, but it, it's it raised its ugly head again. Um, there, there's always a big uh, discussion about who is going to be the starting pitcher for the All-Star Game. It is a great honor to say, okay, who's going to be the starting pitcher of the All-Star Game? There you go. I mean, it's a, it's a, there's a certain implication that if you start the All-Star Game for your league then you are the elite pitcher. A few years ago, there was a huge controversy. Is it going to be Clayton Kershaw? Is it going to be Adam Wainwright? This year, with Kershaw being injured, which pitchers are going to be in the National League? Which pitchers are going to be in the American League? This, that, the other thing. Let's juggle it. And Mazza Bumgarner you know, wasn't going to pitch because he pitched on Sunday. Well, by the way that the managers are handling the All-Star team right now, Bumgarner could have thrown that complete game on Sunday and get in the game today or last night. Why? Because nobody faces anybody. They decided to have Chris Sale start for the American League and Johnny Cueto pitch for the National League. Now, Johnny Cueto did not pitch particularly well. He lasted... um, he he let up uh, uh, what is it uh, an inning and a third, let up the three runs, got the loss, okay, and he faced ten batters and he let up uh, several runs. At least, at the very least, Johnny Cueto faced every batter, every starting batter in the American League. Chris Sale. Chris Sale came out, he let up a home run, and he faced a grand total, drum roll please, he faced a grand total of four batters. Four. The idea of the All-Star game isn't just get everyone in the game. Because as great as some of these players are and as great as some of the, you know, as the talent in some of these players People want to see the stars play. In terms of the game, you want to see Chris Sale pitch against the best players in the National League. You want to see Cueto pitch against the best players of the American League. And you want to see a game, oh, it's going to count. This game counts. 
But the point that I've made over and over is that, yeah, if this game is going to count, then would you really lift Mike Trout? Would you really pinch hit or pinch run for um, David Ortiz at that point? Would you really use three different catchers? I mean, Posey, Ramos, and uh, Wilson Ramos, and Jonathan Lucroy all came in the game. Okay, that's interesting. You know, would you normally, would that, is that how you would normally catch a game? Okay, I can understand you don't want to have someone catching all nine, but wouldn't you want to have at least one catcher sitting in the reserve? And the thing that also drives me, I mean, this drives me crazy during a regular season game when pitchers make, you know, the, the managers make too many pitching changes and that, you know, they, they try to mix and match too much. I always think in the back of my head, if this thing goes into extra innings, you're going to look back and say, why did I make that switch in the sixth? I mean, I, I mean, I've seen several Yankee games over the year where they're, they're like, you know, Girardi is pulling this guy, then this guy, then this guy, and I'm thinking like, um, I have a feeling that pitcher could have faced the other team's number nine batter. I know it's left and righty, and that's gospel. But when we get to the all-star game, especially when it's a close game, and you're seeing that, okay, let me look at the different pitchers used by, I'll just use the American League um, as, as an example. Um, Chris Sale, one inning. Corey Kluber, one inning. Cole Hamels, one inning. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, one inning. And then Jose Quintana, one inning. Kelvin Herrera, one inning. Dylan Patances, one inning. Uh, Andrew Miller, two-thirds of an inning. Will Harris, one-third of an inning. Zach Britton, one inning. When you look at some of the pitches thrown, I mean, Chris Sale threw nine pitches. He's the starting pitcher. He threw nine pitches. I mean, I'm sorry. He can go out for a second inning. And also, I'm sorry... I happen to remember when there was the fiasco in Milwaukee and they ran out of pitchers and they had to just stop the game. And I remember just a few years later, and this is when the game counts, the game went into deep into extra innings at Yankee Stadium in 2008. And... Uh, they almost ran out of pitcher. The, the American League finally won deep into the game. But that same specter of what are we going to do if we run out of pitchers? What would have happened if the National League rallied and this went deep into extra innings? And you look back and say, oh, geez. You know, how many pitches did, how many pitches did Corey Kluber throw? Corey Kluber threw 13 pitches. And then, you know, was lifted. And this, and they don't even have the uh, excuse of this is why I was at National League Park and we used the pitcher spot to bring in lots of pinch hitters. No, they used the DH. There was a DH in the damn All-Star game. So it wasn't like, oh, well, we had to give uh, this play. We had to give uh, uh, a chance for Miguel Cabrera to get in that bat or we had to get a chance for, um, you know, Mark Trumbo to get in that bat. No, it was just willy-nilly. It was just, ah, you come out there. My first rule is this. I made this rule last year, but man, it raised its ugly head again last night. If 
you are the starting pitcher in the All-Star game. You have to face the entire lineup. You have to go one through nine. You have to, if you, this is the big thing that, okay, these are the best, these are the starting players in the All-Star game, and here's the starting pitcher in the All-Star game. You got to face all nine of them. Batters faced, Sale, four. Harris, one. You know, and we got to the point where, you know, fortunately there's enough great stars in the, in, and some great young stars and great rising stars in the in baseball that when you got to a critical time, it was players like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado who were up there and not just players who were, um, you know, basically put on to be the player representative of their this team or that team. I get that. I think that's pretty cool. But at the same time, I want to be able to see some of the biggest stars play uh, the whole game. And maybe, here's a wrinkle in this, maybe, just maybe, that becomes part of the all-star vote. Maybe the person with the most votes has to play the whole game. Or maybe after it was announced, one of the other, they have the, the, the fans vote for the, the last player thrown in, well, maybe the fans can vote for the one player who plays the whole game. I don't know. I really don't know. But I don't like that what was a you know a close game and had some tense moments. And some of the players that I most like to watch in the game have already gone back and taken a shower. I don't like that aspect of it. I wanted, I mean, there's no, obviously I say yes, there's no chance of saying, well, the All-Star game was won on a walk-off home run by Mike Trout. That's impossible. That, well, that won't happen. And what that also does is that it makes the MVP process of voting in the All-Star game, who's, who is the MVP of the All-Star game? Not that that's a title that really holds a lot of weight, but it basically boils down to who got more than one hit. Because... I mean, unless you have a situation where someone does get a big hit late in the game, it's going to both on, did someone happen to get more than one hit? Because if you do, chances are you're going to be the MVP. And forget, I don't know how you could do a pitcher. It always has to be a ceremonial thing, like what happened with Mariano Rivera a few years ago, which I know some people got, you know, twisted up about that. But, you know, when at least Rivera was the thing that, that you remember from that game. Now, the other thing, and I made a mention of this, as someone who has been studying things like marketing and things like communications in his recent attempt to expand his resume and get a master's degree, like your pal Sully has been doing, I figure that one thing you should not be doing, you, you should be doing things that spark questions and spark conversation but I, I don't think you should do things that spark confusion and have the final response be, wait, what? I don't think that's a good communications pro, uh, uh, that's a good communication strategy. And I've been studying strategic communication, so let me tell you something. I know what I'm talking about. What I am talking about right now is the idea that it was played in San Diego. 
and it was an American League home field that the American League were wearing their home uniforms and dumb hats again I, th those hats just looked weird. Like we're, it's going to be like the normal hats, but we're going to put a weird visor on it. All right, fine, sell your goddamn hats. But you're like, wait, why are the Red Sox in their home uniforms? Wait, why are the Padres and everyone in the road uniform? Aren't we in San Diego? Isn't this a National League park? Why is there a DH? Actually, and you know me, I am 100% for keeping the status quo in the American League and the National League because. I like that there's a difference. I like that the leagues have two different rules. If you want to expand baseball to one more American League, one more National League, and cut back on interleague play, uh, I'm fine with that. Uh, but I, I would rather have, I'd rather cut back on interleague play than lose the uniqueness of the two leagues. That being said, if you want to say always have a DH for the All-Star game, I'm fine with that too. I'm fine with that. There's no need to wasting at bat with a with a pitcher in the all-star game but okay i digress what is the point of having a national league park be home to the american league what what is the point of that why you know why was there why did something like something as ridiculous as that happen but you know sally was originally going to be an american league park but they did what, what and again why was it, it was going to be Baltimore, but if it's that critical to have it switch each year, why wasn't it Baltimore? What was it, did they not have enough food? Why is it not there? Why is it not in an American League park? Okay, it's in a National League park. It wouldn't be fair to have it in back-to-back -back years in the National League. Fair? When it's fair creeped into it. Fair is irrelevant. Seriously. It's irrelevant. It's in a National League park. Have it played by the National League rules with the National League as the home field. There are things in baseball scheduling that isn't fair. It's not fair if you play the Dodgers and you avoid Clayton Kershaw, either through injury or through scheduling. It's not fair if you happen to face a team when they have their full strength and your team rival faces them when they're not at full strength. It's not fair for the teams who played the Mets before they made all their trades last year, and then for the for those who played the Mets after they made their trades last year because they're two very different teams. It's not going to be fair after the Reds dump a ton of players and every other uh, team dumps a ton of players, every losing team dumps, dumps a ton of players, and you play them down the stretch, and you're basically playing a minor league team. That's not fair. But do you know what? That's just how the schedule comes together. That's just how baseball is. It's not fair if, you, if there's a rain out, and then you wind up playing like 14 straight days without a break. But do you know what? Sometimes them's the breaks. And there's back-to-back -back home fields for the National League. Okay. You don't think that's fair, American League, who's won, like, what, 13 of the last 15 or something ridiculous like that? You don't find that fair? Then so what? Win the game. Just win the damn game. What's all this worrying about things being fair? You know, if it's that critical, 
Then, if I'm not mistaken, every single stadium was available last night. Is that critical to go back and forth and back and forth and have it in Baltimore? Don't award it to San Diego. If there was an issue of an American League park not being ready, then pick a park that is ready. And what if you happen to have played it recently in a stadium? Like, oh, but we've played two recently in Anaheim, for example. So what? How often do we go to the same damn stadium for the freaking Super Bowl? And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that game counts a little more for football than the All-Star game does for baseball. Fair. What the hell are you talking about? Also, I know I will say this. When in doubt, when in doubt, have the All-Star game played in Southern California. Absolutely have a play in Southern California because there's so many transplanted fans that you're going to get fans for each team there and also because you don't have to worry about the weather. I don't want to see a, you know, a, a rained out game in uh, the All-Star game. Now, now, also, by the way, there's never been an All-Star game played in the state of Florida. Uh, we know why it wasn't played in Miami was for what I just said about the rain. And it's not being played in uh, Tropicana Field because the stadium stinks. But why not just play? Give, give, give Tropicana Field a chance. Or maybe just have the lunacy of Tropicana Field for the All-Star Game. I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if home field advantage in the World Series was determined by whether or not something hit one of the catwalks? I don't care about fair. And this is coming from, I'm technically an American League fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. I want to see the Red Sox in the World Series. I want to see the Red Sox having home field in the World Series. Fair. What is this nonsense? Absolutely what is this nonsense? So just, it's in the National League Park back-to-back years. Go ahead and try to win that American League. Why create confusion? Why create, why, why is it? Well, because they want to put it in Baltimore. Why couldn't they put it in Baltimore? Well, there's just some politics stuff, and so they put it in San Diego. So then it's in San Diego. Why are they wearing American League home uniforms? Well, because they played in Cincinnati last year. What? You see what I mean? It's not like, hey, why are they doing that? It's, what the hell is going on here? Very subtle difference, but a real difference. So, anyway... The American League is going to have home field advantage, so if you're keeping score at home, game one of the World Series, game one and two of the World Series will be at Fenway Park. Games three, four, and five of the World Series will be at AT&T Park in San Francisco, and then games six and seven, if necessary, will be back in Fenway. One thing that I am really kind of thankful for, and that is for Giant fans, for Cub fans, for Washington National fans, for Met fans, and you know, for the other contending teams, for the Cardinals, for the Pirates, I'll throw in the Marlins, and Los Angeles. Those are the real contending teams in the National League. If I didn't mention you, I'm sorry, you don't have a chance. I think that the Dodgers and the Marlins have the most distant chance as it is right now anyway. But what I feel glad for for those fans is they don't have to hear the stupidity 
that sometimes happens when their team goes to the World Series. And I've experienced this twice in my life. That when the Red Sox won the pennant in 2004 and when they won the pennant in 2007, and they took both years, they took a three games to zero lead in the World Series in 04 against St. Louis and 07 against the Rockies. I had to hear Red Sox fans say, not all of them, but enough to make me want to go on a murder spree with a garden rake, hear this sentence, I hope the Red Sox clinch at home. Wouldn't you rather see them clinch at home? Wouldn't you rather see them drop a couple of games and clinch at home? The idiocy of that can't even be charted by all the equipment at Caltech. No, I don't want them to, I mean, if they happen to win at home, fine, but I am not going to root against my team in the World Series. When there were some people I know were saying that in 04. We were coming off of an ALCS where the Red Sox were down three games to none and came back. To say, like, I hope they're up 3-0. Uh, I hope they lose a feud. So what? So they, So you don't have to walk that far from the cask and flagon to go to Fenway Park to see the, the win? What the hell is the matter with you? I am not going to root against my team. So if you are all the teams, and nationally team, Nationals, Cubs, Mets, Giants, Dodgers, Pirates, Cardinals, can you imagine a Cub fan? Let's just say the Cubs win the pennant. They might. Let's just say the Cubs win the pennant. Can you imagine a Cub fan waiting since 1908 when Teddy Roosevelt was the president saying something as stupid as, hey, um, wouldn't it be great if they lost two games just so they can, the celebration can be at Wrigley? Let me tell you something, Cub fans. Whether you're a Cub fan with an eight or not, the celebration is going to be wonderful wherever it is. If the Cubs are dancing on the field of Anaheim, in the fields of Toronto, hell, if they're in damn Tropicana Field with the catwalks and the ugly roof and the, the little swimming pool filled with manta rays or stingrays or, or I guess they're devil rays out there in center field, let me tell you something. The celebration will be just as sweet. So the National League fans don't have to worry about that because you're rooting for a sweep. You're rooting for them to win all four. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a Giant fan and you're up here and you've never seen the Giants clinch at home, uh, you, you're hoping they're pulling a 2012 and, and taking all four games. So if you're a Cleveland Indian fan or if you're a Sox fan or a Blue Jays fan or whatever, or Rangers fan or whatever fan of a team that's going to contend, I don't want to be hearing that. You want your team to win every game. Uh, David Ortiz got a nice hand. I'm a Red Sox fan. And that is the extent of what I care about the Red Sox in the All-Star game. It was nice. There you go. I love Ortiz. Give a nice wave. Let's move on. Now, in terms of who owns baseball, I do it for the All-Star game. I pick an American League and a National League hitter. And that's that's usually more interesting, and I gave it. Obviously, Hosmer got the MVP, and I gave it to him. Yeah, it was a few hits, home run, RBI single. There you go. He contributed big time to the 
to the victory. Do you know what National League batter I'm going to give it to? Because everyone's out of there after one swing. I'm giving it to Daniel Murphy. Why am I giving it to Daniel Murphy? He got a pair of hits. He also made a really nice defensive play. When I think about the National League players who made an impact, I thought of Daniel Murphy. Now, what pitcher? When you have to pick a pitcher, it starts to become a farce. Because as I pointed out, almost everyone was out of there before you know it. The one who labored the most was Andrew Miller of the Yankees, who threw 28 pitches, which was more than twice the number of... Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was, that was th- three times the amount that Chris Sale threw. I'm, I'm not kidding there. Uh, I'm going to give it to Will Harris. Will Harris came in with the bases loaded in a 4-2 game, and he wind up striking out, I can never pronounce his first name, Almedas Diaz of the Cardinals. Again... The all-star game essentially boiled down to Will Harris facing Almeida's Diaz. I have a a slight problem with that, but it was one of the big moments of the game. Granted, one of the strikes should have been called a ball. Now, Harris threw what? How many pitches did Harris throw? Harris threw uh, six pitches. He threw six pitches. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he could have pitched the ninth. He could have earned the save. He came in at a big moment, got a big strikeout. Why not have him come out and throw the ninth, get the save? Is that too much? Is six pitches too much to ask for a pitcher? Am I wrong about that? Anyway, so but I gave Will Harris the the full wob because that was the biggest moment of the All-Star game. In terms of the National League, I'm really at a loss of who am I going to give a half wob to? You know, Cueto got bombed, and everyone else just came in through an inning or less than an inning, and that was it. And so by picking, I said, do you want, I'm going to give it to Kenley Jansen. I'm giving it to Kenley Jansen for this reason. The reason he was brought in was absolutely absurd. Fernando Rodney came in to pitch the ninth, and then the Collins brought him out so he can get a standing ovation from San Diego because he's such a legendary padre after his three months in San Diego that we had to have that nice goosebump moment of the folks of San Diego giving Fernando Rodney a standing ovation. I don't know either. And for no reason, Kenley Jansen came in and pitched the final, uh, struck out the one battery faced on three pitches. And so the fact that Kenley Jensen was in there at all was absurd. But, you know, economy, there you go, three pitches. Fernando Rodney threw seven pitches, get him out of the game. Jansen threw three pitches. I'm giving a half wob to Jansen. And remember, if that game went to extra innings, you'd look back, it's like, oh, man, I bet Mark Melanson could have thrown more than six pitches. Let's keep this in mind, folks. So if you're keeping score at home, Eric Hosmer and Daniel Murphy got the wob and half wob as hitters, and absurdly a full wob to Will Harris and a half wob to Kenley Jansen. Relievers don't usually get wobs or half wobs, so welcome aboard. You've earned it. So the All-Star break is over. For some reason, we have a couple of days off, and we'll start the second half of the season, and we'll see what happens. And I bet there's going to be a flurry of trades that may be happening in three 
321. So go to sullybaseball.com, like them on Facebook, wherever, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Post All-Star Game, this has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 13th day of July 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. You know what? Take me out after three pitches, and you can call me Sullivan. <laughs>